Hi, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to Dare to Hear the Podcast, where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. Well, as promised, I brought back Barbara Kalachia onto my podcast again, and this time we're going to talk about words of knowledge and the gifts of healing and how we can use that to step out in prophetic evangelism. And one of the things that um, before I read your your bio. I want to tell you what the Lord said to me about you as I was praying for our interview this morning. And I was just kind of like talking to the Lord about who you were and what you do and how you inspire me really with this words of knowledge and stepping out in boldness with the gifts of healing and, and what just happened just recently um, at your county fair that you do. And the Lord said, she's a modern day evangelist. And I was like, Oh, she totally is like, because we think of Billy Graham filling stadiums, right? And that, that that's what this office of the evangelist does. But, but Barbara, you're a, a, a feet to the ground, like listening to the Lord, like stepping out in obedience to who God has you uh, to be. And that you are this person that just operates in the prophetic, but your gift is evangelism and you you feel that office of prophet, and and here's what your bio has to say. So for the Wait, people, you just said office of prophet. I'm gonna office of prophet. Oh, evangelist, <laughs> office of evangelist. evangelist. But you have a bent in the prophetic. You have that too. You have that too. Well, because in my book, in my book, I talk about this that we have all of the fivefold ministry functions operating in our life, right? Um, and you know, you may think that was a slip up, but I'm not so sure it was. Um, that we have all fivefold ministry functions that operate in our life. That one rises to the surface, right? And why we might not actually be called to the official office that we have to operate in. I used to say to the Lord, "I'm not an evangelist. I don't do that." And He was like, "Oh yes, you do." Hang with me. You will be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hang around with Barbara for just a little bit and you don't have a choice. Um, and so, I, but he corrected me. He said, you have a responsibility to share the good news of what I've done in your life to the people that are in your circle of influence. And while I might not operate as an office of the evangelist, my job is to, um, is to do that. I have to, I have to share the good news because we all do. And, um, but you, you am, you, you're just fiery. I just, I just love you. Okay. So this is what, this is, this is who you are according to your bio, right? You're an itinerant minister, an ordained chaplain, an author, an international speaker. Uh, you have, oh yes, I didn't tell this the last time that you taught an international school of ministry in St. Petersburg, Russia, that you're currently finishing up your degree in evangelism. There you go. That's the office of evangelist right there. And that you are involved with several areas in your church, including deliverance, inner healing, and you have the privilege of leading the church's outreach ministry and you tend to flow in words of knowledge and gifts of healing, which I just want to say that if people did not listen to the last episode that you were on where we talked about your book, the 40-day um, experiment um, and having intimacy with God, like you have to get this book and I'll put in the show notes so you can find Barbara on, she's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And did you say Walmart too? Yeah, you know you made it big when you're there. I know, but I'm not, I don't really think I was excited for Walmart. I was excited for Walmart. I really was. That's exciting. I don't, I'm not on Walmart. So you're big. That's good. Um, <laughs> but, but at the end of the, that episode, when we talked about your book and we talked about, um, taking every thought captive, you had some words of knowledge for people and that kind of just like, I know you operate in that. And 
one of the stories that I want you to talk about, well, there's so many stories that we could talk about, but um, one of the stories when I first asked you about being on the podcast, you were actually in Europe at that time on vacation with your husband and we're conversing over Facebook Messenger. I love social media, but you're like, can I share a story with you? And I'm like, oh yeah. And um, so I'm going to let you share this story, but this is what it means to get words of knowledge right? And then to step out with the gifts of healing and um, operating in this, this prophetic evangelism, really. So I don't want to ruin it, but, but share that story. And then I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. So we were, we were doing the tourist thing in Rome. We went to ch 16 chapel. And when you flow in words of knowledge, your antenna is up all the time. So you kind of feel everybody's stuff. And so I started feeling a pain in my, my foot. And I'm looking around, looking around. And because I am so tall, I'm joking, I'm like really tiny. I was in the back of the, I was in the back of the line. And as we're listening to the tour guide, I couldn't see her. I just could hear her voice because we all had those microphones in our ear. As she made her way towards the front of the line, or in my case, the back, I realized that she had a cane. And she had an operation. She had an operation on her foot for, I can't remember what, but she was in pain. And so now I want to pray, but it wasn't the, the time. Sometimes we need to sit back and say, okay, Lord, when's your time? And so we go through this, this, this whole tour. We're, we're there for two hours. And the end of the tour was the Sistine Chapel, where you're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to take pictures. They, she said, and these were her words. Go to the back of the church and let's just sit in awe and in quiet. And so at this point, I felt the Lord say, go pray for her. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. This is not, this is not appropriate. She just said, no, I don't think we should be praying in the 16th chapel. I know that sounds weird, but that's my thought. So I'm like, all right. I, I, I sucked it up and I made my way to the tour guide and I whispered in her ear. Does your foot hurt? She says, yes. And I asked her on a pain level, one to 10. She told me she was like an eight or something. And I asked her if I could pray. And she said, absolutely. And so I prayed and all the pain went away. And I whispered it and I was real quiet. And I was like, this is good. Nobody saw me, I won't get in trouble. We come out and my husband was like, nice prayer. I said, what are you talking about? You were nowhere near me. What, what are you talking about? He goes, the microphones were on. Now, the lady had the microphone off her head and over her shoulder, so I just assumed it was off because we weren't supposed to even be talking. So the whole group heard this prayer, which would explain the looks I had afterwards, but that's okay because afterwards, she actually extended it for another 10 minutes because she could walk and she felt so great. So, I love it. I love it. In the Sistine Chapel, here you are and how, and God's like, do it. And you're like, are you kidding me? But yet you stepped out and... And she was healed. And not only that, but how many other people heard that were in there? Okay, so. Yeah, along with that thought. <laughs> okay, so I'm um, out of that. Okay, can you just, can you give a definition of what a word of knowledge is? And then can you just kind of share like how you operate in that? Like, like, what is it? Like, do you get like, like words? Do you have like this download from heaven? Do you see pictures? Like share with, share with our audience about that. Okay. Um. My person, I'm going to share with you my personal definition of Absolutely. word knowledge. Okay, as Christians, we hear God's, God, God's voice. We're sheep, we're, you know, we hear a shepherd. To me, a word of knowledge is God saying, I know you, I see you, 
I see what you're going through and I want to heal it. And so then he gives a word of knowledge. Words of knowledge can be phys for physical healing, emotional, mental, whatever. Mm -hmm. I get words of knowledge. Well, let's just start by saying I'm a little thick-headed. So God works where you're at, okay? Yes, so he I does. I get words of knowledge in a way that I can't miss it. My body hurts. When I first started walking words of knowledge, I had no idea I was walking in them. So I would walk into church, and I thought I was going to be dying that day. Mm -hmm. Everything hurt. You know, ribs were hurting and kidney stones. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then pa my pastor would get up and say words of knowledge, and all my pain would go. And it was like, well, seriously, that must be really sick. You know, maybe I should go for prayer. After two or three weeks of going through that, I realized that I was getting words of knowledge. So then you had to walk into it. I get words of knowledge physically. I get them in a way that if, if I could, if let's say I get a thought that someone has a toothache and it's a word of knowledge and I ignore it, I will get that toothache. Mm. And God's not punishing me. He's not hurting me because the second I release it, the pain goes. It's gone. Yeah. So that's just his way of working with me. Now, praise God, I've grown a little bit. And now it's not always all physical. I get the impressions. I get the words. I get the audible voice sometimes. Sometimes I get it in the dream the night before. Oh. And he'll talk to me in a dream. Or I'll get a vision the morning of, and then I'll walk into wherever I'm going to, and I'll see the person with, with the exact clothes. And so I know ahead of time. So there's not one way. Mm -hmm. And to say that God only speaks one way is 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 not good because then your faith will will God will meet you where your faith is at. That's good. That's and I don't good. want to limit God. Yeah, and I, I think day, him, and I think we put him in a box when we just go, well, this is the only way that God does this, um, or this is the only way that He's going to speak to us. Um, it's so funny. Okay, so let me ask you this question. So you talked about that He'll give you in a dream. Have you ever had God give a dream to somebody else that you were supposed to? I had that happen. It was the weirdest thing. Okay. So, so I had this lady, so I, I knew I was going to go out to do what I talk about in my book is treasure hunting, right? Like you're purposing to go out to find these treasures, which are people to pray for their healing or whatever God sends you to. Right. And so, um, like that morning I was praying and the Lord told me that I was supposed to find somebody that was wearing like this like marshmallow pink jacket. And it was like in the dead of winter here. And it was actually snowing, which doesn't do a lot here. But I'm thinking who in their right mind wears pink marshmallow color coat. So I'm thinking I'm not hearing God. Um, and then I had a couple things on my list of what people might need prayer for. And um, I approached this lady in this in the parking lot of Walmart right? And I approach her in the parking lot and I asked if I could like have a few minutes of her time. And her caregiver was like, no, we don't have time for you. And the lady stopped the caregiver and said, yes, God gave me a dream about her and I'm supposed to let her pray for me. Wow. I had never had that happen before. I was like, wow, God, thanks for setting that up. Because the caregiver was like, we don't have time for you and we don't want what you're selling, you know? No, I can't say that happened. Well, now be ready. Now be uh -oh. ready. Now be ready. Now be ready. So, okay. So for me, words of knowledge, I always tell people that words of knowledge are things that um, have happened in the past or are currently happening so they can be tested. So when you get those things um, and they manifest in your body, um, I didn't 
they do that to me too. Like on a Sunday morning, like I might like all of a sudden, like I might have like pain in my back. I'm like, where did that come from? And before it was like, oh, it's these shoes. <laughs> you know? Or, oh, it was yesterday working and doing all this stuff. And then I realized, wait a minute, this is God showing it to me because I wasn't paying attention to the other stuff. And so I'm a little thick headed like you. I think that's why we get along so well. But one of the things I will ask is that as you grow in your gift, it's no longer just physical. You could actually feel the atmosphere and what the person is feeling. I'll give you an example. One of the ministries that I, I, I have the privilege of being part of is deliverance. So when the gift started to expand, I remember, and this is like really weird, okay? I've only dated one guy in my life, married him, been married almost 24 years, okay? Yeah, okay. Nerd of nerds. I'm at the gas station and I look at this guy like, Oh, look, he's cute. Mind you, he had like no teeth, like two hairs. I'm like, what was that? And, uh, you know, uh, this is on the way to church, and, and I stopped by and I gave a couple bottles of water for the ministry. I'm like, oh man, he's hot. I'm like, what? What, what was that? And I'm thinking, you know, I need deliverance. And I walk in, and the person that we're delivering had a very big lust issue. Mm. The following week, we're in ministry again, and, um, but now before I get there, I get angry, like really rageful. And I had been delivered that a long time ago. So, but I figured it's me. And I couldn't, like, I didn't want to be near my kids. I didn't want to be near my anybody. I'm like, leave me alone. I got to get through this tonight. I just want to go home and go to bed. But wouldn't you know, the person that came in was dealing with rage. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, it took a few weeks before I realized what was going on, that yeah. this was God. I, I don't want to say promoting, but um, expanding that gift in me. Yeah. So for those that walk in words of knowledge, if by chance you're like asking for a word of knowledge and you don't get it in the way you used to, like for me it would be body pain, just ask God, are you showing me a new way to receive it? That's and good. Meditate and, and ask him because he was giving it to me in a new way. I was asking for words of knowledge. I thought I wasn't getting them, but I didn't realize that he was changing the way he speaks to me. And, and, and again, that grows with, with intimacy and time with him, but be aware that that can happen. That's good. I really like that. I like that. I like not, I like not putting God in. You're only going to speak to me this way that he's expanding our territory. I mean, isn't that what he did with Elijah when he went on the mountaintop? Like he wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in, um, the earthquake, he, he was in the still small voice, which hadn't happened before. And if, and I, may no, no, if I may share, you know, when, when you get those words of knowledge, even if it's a physical pain, don't just always assume it's you. We were in Moldova four years ago or three years ago, and we're in a third world country and the bathrooms are a little unique. Okay. And I had a bladder issue. So I go to the bathroom, come back. Now we're in, Okay, the bathroom is like two floors up, down the corner, around the bend, 20-minute walk. I come back down. I have to go again. It was so bad that the pastor next to me is asking me if I'm okay. I'm looking around trying to see where my doctor is who's also on the mission trip. I'm thinking I have the worst bladder infection. God knows what I had. And then I'm praying because now I have to speak. I have to speak in this, this place in yeah. Russia, in, in Moldova, and I can't stop going to the bathroom. I'm like, Lord, please, all I'm asking for is 20 minutes. Just give me a break. And I hear the Lord say, how do I give you words of knowledge? Mm 
and said, well, you, you presented my body. He says, how do you know this isn't a word of knowledge? Oh my gosh. Yeah, duh. So the second I acknowledge as a word of knowledge, I don't have to pee anymore. I go up, I, I do what I have to do. I call out bladder issues. And about 20 women came up. I wrecked that poor young man as my translator. But he had to pray for certain things. But that that's the power of God when you don't realize and he that's how much he loves the his children that he wanted those women healed. Yeah. That in a culture where that thing is very embarrassing mm -hmm. and they not have the money to go to a doctor, he loved them so much. He wanted to heal. And he, wanted, he made sure I didn't miss that one. Yes, I, yes, 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 yes. He, he wanted to make sure that you're like, wait a minute, you forgot about this, right? Uh, that is so good, so powerful. And I'm sure the translator was like embarrassed, but shocked too, because he was seeing people get healed. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love it that. Was, it was phenomenal. Now, one of the things that you do, um, and we don't have a lot of time to expand on this, but I just want to share one of the practical ways that you use this words of knowledge operating in the gifts of healing is that you lead a ministry team and you went to your county fair and you had a tent there for the entire week and you've led a team of people that would go and pray for people, not just the people that came into the tent, right? But you yeah. guys went out and you like did ministry and people got healed. Oh yeah, it was amazing. We saw. 60 complete healings. We saw 31 salvations. We had 32 people from a small church of 150 people. That's a big number. That is huge. Each one ministered over three hours, which, you know, we had three hour time slots. I like my schedules, but nobody wanted to leave. And it's, we had a sign that said, you know, what's your miracle? And that for me was a stretch because mm -hmm. I can say I believe in miracles in the church wall. But in a state fair where everybody's wearing a cowboy hat and you're out of your element and nobody really went there to, to meet God, you're kind of like, hey, God wants to heal you. And sometimes you wonder what they're thinking and what they're going to do. But when you see a grown man, you know, that's six feet tall, roughed up and tattooed left to right, start crying. Mm. God heals the arthritis on their hand. And he, he's oh, making. It, it was just unbelievable. When you see young kids, you know, teenagers kind of mocking you, so you get a word of God and, and the word of knowledge, and you tell them what part of your body hurts, and they're like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And you pray, and God miraculously touches them. And you have kids coming to Christ, both in groups and individual. It, it, it blows your mind. And there's no junior Holy Spirit. No, there's so, not. People didn't even count the kids that came in. We had a youth group that came in from ages 12 to 17. And we had the kids of those that came to minister. There were five and seven. And they laid hands and they trusted in God and they saw the miracles. That is so good. And I love that. I love that because when I teach my classes, I teach my Dare to Hear classes. And it's really teaching people how to hear God because we all need that foundation. We all hear, but we all need that foundation to step out in the giftings and the callings that God has for us. And that kids get it so much faster than adults because they don't have that fear element and they just go, oh, it's in the Bible. Let's do it. And us as adults go, well, now 
<laughs> right. So I love that. And I love that you're actually out there doing this stuff and that not only that, but you're equipping people and that you have people in your church that are coming alongside of you. That's what I love. Like you, we were messaging on Facebook and you had sent me like, I loved it and I was going to preach on it, but then Holy Spirit took me in another direction because I was going to post it. I said, can I put this up there? But what I loved was you had this on one side of your reader board. It was just like, you know, what, what do you need prayer for? Um, do you need a healing? There it is. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can see it. And it's just like, what miracle are you expecting? And then um, don't have enough faith. We have it for you. I love that. And then on the other side of it, um, it, it had people were writing their own testimonies. People were writing every day of the, what were you there? Five or seven days? Eight. Eight, eight days. See, I was in there. That every day you had people and they were writing their, they were writing their stuff on there of what they had been healed from. And that is powerful in and of itself. Okay. Well, as we end this episode, I think we could have a whole like hour talking about this, but as we end this episode, I want to give you the opportunity that if God has given you anything, um, with words of knowledge, I want you to release those over the people, the listeners, those that are viewing us on YouTube, um, and release those over those. And I want people to be expectant of God to touch them, to heal them. Because I say this to people, when God reveals it in a word of knowledge, he intends to do it. Amen. All we got to do is say, yep, I receive it. Amen. So the first word of knowledge I have, it's in the back of the neck where the skull meets the, the spine, I guess. It feels like almost like a knot and a tightening. So if that's you right now, receive your healing in Jesus name. We command that not to dissipate. We command your stress to leave now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and just comfort them. In Jesus' name, we ask that your, your healing anointing will get them from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet. I, I felt uh, somebody had a herniated disc in their back, whether that was related to the neck, I don't know. But right now, we speak to this disc to go back into its place for all the pressure to release, for all the pain to go in Jesus' name. And for the person that has the tightening of the chest and the anxiety, I, I just mm -hmm. felt the Lord say that don't be so fearful of a heart attack, but rather walk in who you are. He sees it. He knows it. Do what you're supposed to do. Have your wisdom and in, 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 have wisdom in what the doctor says, but know that it is God first and then the doctors. Now, I'm not saying don't listen to doctors. Do not misinterpret me. Okay, God put those doctors in your life and gave them the intelligence that they have. But what I am saying for the person who's dealing with the anxiety and the tightness in the chest, God did not give you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So praise him. Praise him and rejoice in him and thank him, even though you do not see the answer to your situation yet. No, he is in there. He is with you and he is for you. And if he is for you, who can be against you? Yes. So I'd like to leave you all with this verse, which is just really one of my favorites, like if, as if we could pick one. But he who did not spare his own son, but delivered us all, how will he not also free give you all things? Guys, he gave his son for you. He's not going to hold back on your healing. He's not going to hold back on your prosperity. He's not going to hold back on your identity. Things are going to happen. Yes, they will. Stand firm in the faith. So I bless you with that in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, Barbara, thank you for joining us. I so appreciate just, um, 
just your boldness of how you just go after this. And I know, I know we talked about this on the other episode when we were talking about taking every thought captive and we kind of chuckled about like, yeah, we seem fearless, but on the inside, we're like, we just know we have to step across. And for those of you that are listening, I just want to encourage you in this, that, that you have to take steps of faith, that you have to, when you get something, you need to step out and not try to make sense of it, but watch God meet you as you take out, take a step. And I had a podcast called Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. We have to just risk things because we'll never know and we'll never grow in those things that God has for us if we don't respond to those things that we think God is giving us. We have to step out and he wants to use us to help minister his love and his healing to other people. I uh, thank you for being on my, on the podcast. And for those of you, I'm going to do it again. Those of you that have not got a copy of Barbara's book, you need to find it. Um, It is the 40 day experiment, achieving intimacy with God. One of the things she said on our last episode was that at the end of that 40 days that she had a clear ability to hear God and that she was closer to God than she had been before because um, she was taking every thought captive. And it really helps to develop her to step out into these things that God is asking her to do because God is after her obedience more than anything. And that's, that's part of that. And so I just really, and that's one of the things in my book too, when I talk towards the end and I talk about a treasure hunting, it's this words of knowledge and I have activation exercises in my book. And if you haven't got a copy of it, you can get a copy of it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, the gift of prophetic encouragement. But I just want to release that um, over people too, that you can be doing the stuff. It's not just Barbara who is an evangelist and it's not just me who's operating in the prophetic and, and walking in those things that we all are supposed to do this, that God needs us as the body to hear him and to respond. So I just want to release that over our listeners and our viewers today. And then with that, I thank you for listening to Dare to Hear the podcast, where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. Thank you for listening today. And if you are listening or watching on YouTube, we just thank you for doing that. Would you share the episode with your friends so that you can help us expand our reach and our audience? And could you also leave us a review if you haven't done that? Leave a comment and like us and follow us and subscribe. And with that, we look forward to joining you next year, next week. I was going to say next year. We look forward to joining you next week on the podcast. Thank you, Barbara, again for joining thank us. You for having me. You're welcome. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.